The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Eye Test brought to you by Belly Up Sports Media. I'm here with Bobby Amendola and Paul Orlando, the Devontae Adams superfan. And today's episode is the Fantasy Doghouse. And uh, we did hand out two free tickets to the doghouse in yesterday's episode. So you can go back to our YouTube page or Spotify or Apple and check out those episodes. You can see who's automatically going in. But we got a lot of names to go over today. We got to go over who's breaking free from the probationary portal. The first week that we can do that, that means that these players have performed uh, as predicted or better. Uh, than, than what they were projected to be. So they are now free men. Of course, we've got guys going from the doghouse to the probationary portal. We got only a couple names on the stand this week. And then we got regular guys that are staying in the doghouse, getting comfy, and welcoming in the new members of the doghouse. So we got a good show for you guys today and a surprise location, which we will go over in a couple <laughs> of minutes. But let's go ahead here. And talk about the guys that are breaking free. They have performed well for two weeks in a row. Players like DJ Moore, we put him right in the doghouse because of his expectations. And he has performed well two weeks in a row. He was a, a borderline freedom player. I mean, he scored just over 10 points. But for his ADP value, we think that's good enough for him to break free. Then we got the quarterbacks that we all thought were just going to be top performers, and they're going to continue to be top performers. Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, DeAndre Swift, someone we threw in the doghouse. He was most improved last week um, and performed well again, rushing over 100 yards um, and out-snapping Kenny Gainwell. And then, of course, we got Terry McLaurin. He, uh, another debatable player like DJ Moore, but he did perform well for someone who's probably your wide receiver too. And he got somewhere around 11 points, I believe, which uh, you can be happy with, with a wide receiver too, especially when you're going against the bills getting blown out. And then Christian Kirk, again, we don't know if it's going to be a Calvin Ridley game or a Christian Kirk game, but for the last two weeks, it has been a Christian Kirk game. So congratulations to these guys breaking free out of the doghouse, performing well for two weeks in a row. We can head on back over to the probationary portal, which I flashed a little bit early. But, Bob, how about you take away? Who are these guys that got to do well one more week? So, real quick, George Kittle, you know, couple mediocre weeks in a row, but came back strong this week as we expected that he would do. And he makes his way into the probationary portal. We'll see how he does this week and he'll, if he'll be able to break free. Alexander Madison, a guy that we thought maybe would be, you know, was potentially bust worthy, came back strong this week. And as always, we'll see if he could make it out again. Maybe Cam Akers plays this week and eats into his snap share a little bit. We'll see. Mm. Jamar Chase is the king right here. Everyone was panicking a little bit. If you were an owner, especially if you were 0-2, came back very strong this week. No touchdowns, unfortunately, but 20-plus did really well. Damian Pierce is another guy that did, you know, okay. Not astounding, but enough to bring him out of the doghouse, basically just meeting expectations. And... Kind of the same deal with Isaiah Pacheco, who had his best game of the year. Around 15 points. 
he is a little touchdown dependent, but he did get that touchdown this week, which was enough for him to make it into the probationary portal. So let's see if he can do it again this upcoming week. All right. Very good. Yes. Got our eyes on them. And up next, we got the guys that are staying in the doghouse from last week. They are just, they're continuing to do bad. So let's check that out here. Uh, first up, Bob, how about you take us away with the first player that is staying in? And, um, what do you think about next week? If they're going to go on probationary portal, if they're just going to stay in. Well, this who raise your hand. If you thought Joe Burrow would be outside the top 25 after three weeks, no, Joe Burrow is the quarterback 30 after week three only has two touchdown passes. And if you remember last week, if you were tuning in, I believe me and John both predicted that he would get out of the doghouse, but he did not. Didn't even get 10 points. And he just doesn't look like himself, quite frankly. You know, I like I said earlier, Jamar Chase had a good game, but really didn't mean much for Joe Burrow. And although he has a cake matchup next week at Tennessee, who we know have gotten shredded all season long so far, his projection is pretty much 19 points, and I'm scared that he's not going to get it. I, if My gut tells me that he's still going to stay in the doghouse. I just, at this point, I need to see it to believe it with Joe Burrow. Yeah, uh, another quarterback that has been in the doghouse since week one. That's Justin Fields. He was like a fourth or fifth round quarterback in your in your redraft leagues. And boy, is he disappointing. Putting up nine points, 10 points, 11 points. Cool improvement. Um, not showing that rushing upside that we were all expecting. Uh, only has one rushing touchdown. He's thrown more interceptions than he has touchdowns. And it is not looking good. Uh, however, and he did get like a concussion or so he got banged up, uh, against Kansas city in week three, but again, it's like, he's going against Denver. The worst one of the just lost <coughs> 17 to 20, excuse me. And do you start him? Do you bench him? Quite honestly, I think you have to bench him until he proves you. Otherwise it's what's nice is that he's got a three week, a four week span uh, and I would even argue a five-week span, Denver, Washington, Minnesota, Raiders, Chargers. So bench him for this week. No longer get disappointed by Justin Fields. And if he performs well against Denver, you can throw him back into your starting lineup. But I, I am not starting Justin Fields. And quite honestly, I don't think he's going to get out onto the probationary portal. Yeah, and then moving right along here, we have Dallas Goddard. He's going to stay in the doghouse. He did have seven targets these past two weeks, which is good. We like that. That's not bad, but it's what he's doing with those targets. He is not even averaging six yards per target. He has yet to eclipse 10 points. And from what many hoped would be a top five, top six tight end this year, he is not even a top two tight end. So if you're in a weird league that has two tight ends, you're not even starting Dallas Goddard at this point. He is in a high-powered offense, so I think he will eventually find his way out of this penitentiary. But for now, he remains in the doghouse. In the doghouse. All right, Bob, who you got next? Another guy staying in here. Another guy staying in and who I'm going to predict is going to head over to Bust Island after this oh. week. Yep, Najee Harris is going to be heading over to Bust Island after this week. 
His projection is for 12 points in PPR leagues, but I just, I've been on this a little bit recently. What made Najee Harris so good in his rookie year was that he was heavily involved in the passing game. He was getting checks downs left and right from washed up Ben Roethlisberger. He's just not getting it from Kenny Pickett, and there's no reason to believe that it's going to happen. Jalen Warren is getting more pass game work, and Najee's just not that good of a runner to make up for it. His season high in points up to this point is six and a half. He's not really doing that well on the ground. Last game against the Raiders, 19 rushes for 65 yards. Just not good enough for a guy that was being drafted in the third round. And after week three, he's barely in the top 50, RB 48. And I just don't see a path for that to really change unless the Steelers just decide they're going to change up their offense completely for Najee Harris. So, Najee Harris to Bust Island. And since you're bringing up Bust Island, let's go ahead. And this is a new location that we just added. These are players that um, are headed to Bust Island because they're they're not getting out of the doghouse. Let's be honest. So let's show you what that looks like here. We got uh, Antonio Gibson, Kadarius Tony, Cam Akers, and Jahan Dotson. Jahan Dotson, probably the most potential to get out if uh, something were to happen to Terry McLaurin. But honestly... Uh, he continues to get outplayed in terms of volume by Terry McLaurin, so it's going to be tough. Cam Akers is on a new team. Maybe him joining the Vikings could help, but uh, I don't see Kadarius Tony or Antonio Gibson breaking out. Paul, you see any players on here that you think could break out? No. <laughs> <laughs> Jahan Dotson, like you said, Jahan Dotson might be the only one, but Kadarius Tony's garbage. Cam Akers, garbage. Antonio Gibson. My God, have we ever seen like a first round pick fall this or a first round pick in fantasy fall this far from grace than wow. Antonio Gibson? You're right. I don't know. He That's was a crazy. I forgot about that. Point. Yeah. Well, it looks like they'll have to make room for uh, Najee here. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, we could, should have called it E Yikes Island. Uh, <laughs> yikers. Um, <laughs> yikers oh, Island, bro. Yikers bro, Island. Yikers Dude, Island. That's great. That's good. I like that. <laughs> yikers yeah, Island. Harris bro. splitting carries with Jalen Warren practically almost 50 50 last week. I believe yeah. it was like 54 46 or something. It's been consistently um, happening. Yeah. Very, very nervous. All right. Let's talk about my favorite player in the doghouse and so close to moving over to Bust Island. That's Kyle Pitts. Um, eight points he's showing improvement he did get nine targets but he's not catching them and quite honestly i do think that it is quarterback play but we can't keep giving him that excuse however um if the falcons were to get, get a new quarterback i would probably up, be up on kyle pitts again but for next week going against jacksonville who before they played uh the texans this week in week three uh, they were giving up like 17 points per game. So I think that was a fluke game. Uh, I think going against Jacksonville, yeah, no question. Kyle Pitts is benchable and droppable in all redraft formats. Yeah, moving right along here is a running back that led the league in rushing last year, and it's Josh Jacobs, unfortunately. E another, yeah, I know, <laughs> a, another <laughs> underwhelming performance for his standards. He did score 11 points against Pittsburgh, but – it's just not cutting it right now with especially where you probably invested draft capital in him, especially if you had your draft after he signed and you knew that he was playing. So this offense, this Raiders offense, 1000% runs through Devonte Adams and Devonte Adams only. If you have Josh Jacobs, you still 
have to start him because you're probably pigeonholed into starting him because you invested such a high draft pick in him. But in week two, guys, he averaged <laughs> in week two, he only ran for minus two yards. He didn't even run for zero yards. He had nine carries for minus two yards, bro. It's it's <sighs> it's it's a it's a horrible time to be roommates with Josh Jacobs. You know, he's just absolutely fuming in the doghouse right now. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> he's like he's like he he's like I do not belong here. He's like, please, I, I'm glad I signed a one-year deal because I can go somewhere else next year. Yeah, right. <laughs> All right, Bob, you think this next guy is going to get out of the doghouse next week? I don't, and I hate to be repetitive, but I think this guy is going to head to Bust Island as well, not because he doesn't have potential, but because of his unique situation right now. And A.J. Dillon, you know, was horrible this past week as the primary back for the green Bay Packers with Aaron Jones, still not playing only putting up 3.3 points, 11 carries, 33 yards. You know, you do the math only three yards per carry, clearly not good enough. And they have a short week this week against Detroit. Aaron Jones may play, but since it's a short week, I wouldn't bet on it. But even then they're playing Detroit who effectively shut down Bijan Robinson this past week. And I think we all could agree Bijan Robinson blows AJ Dillon out of the water in terms of talent and pretty much everything involving the running back position. And Jordan loves been cooking. I just don't see it for AJ Dillon. And you know, when Aaron Jones comes back, he's pretty much going to be useless besides as a handcuff on your bench. So he's going to be heading to bust island wow make some room we're gonna have to get a bigger island <laughs> yikes um, let's talk about jameer gibbs here he is showing improvement in the snap percentage most likely because monko is out uh getting 17 attempts versus the seven that he's averaged uh the first two weeks so that is promising but he's not really doing anything with it uh we need to see touchdowns out of jameer gibbs once we start to see that and receiving upside jameer gibbs can get out so he is going against green bay I'm going to go ahead and say uh, if Monko is out, Jameer Gibbs can find himself in the probationary portal. I feel like he's due for a touchdown. Um, Green Bay's defense is is no joking matter, but um, it's a divisional game, and I think it's just going to be hard-nosed football, uh, which is funny because I predicted that for Najee Harris against the Browns. I'm going to stick with it. History is on my side here. They're going to be running the ball. Jameer Gibbs will get opportunities, and he'll find himself on the probationary portal in Green Bay. Jameer Gibbs is still a start. He's still a start. <laughs> Just a risky one. Oh, I, I love Gibbs coming in. So I flex. I think, He's a yeah, flex. I think he play. figures his He's way out. Play. Okay. Okay. He's I can get on board with that. I can get on board yeah. with that. Yeah, on, on a injury riddled team. <laughs> still wouldn't feel good about it, though. Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. And. You know, similar to Josh Jacobs, just been a high high value pick. I just remembered I forgot to predict Josh Jacobs's future status. Um, oh, yeah, I think he's going to be the biggest bust of 2023. I hate to I hate to admit it. He he was a you know a second round, maybe even a third round pick, and it's not looking good for him. So I don't think I don't think he makes it out of the doghouse. But moving on to somebody who I think will eventually make it out of the doghouse. That is Trevor Lawrence, my golden crimson-haired Ooh, boy. Let's go. Wonder. Finally some optimism. Yes, I love Trevor Lawrence. We've all seen him showcase his talent. I was very disappointed with the sense that he did not go absolutely bonkies on Houston. 
he only got 15 points, which again, as a QB one, isn't terrible. It's not horrible, but for somebody who you probably drafted to be a top five quarterback in this league, he ranks as a bottom tier QB two at the moment. He does get Atlanta and then Buffalo and then Indy. So I do predict that Trevor Lawrence does find freedom in the next couple of weeks. And we got one more guy that that uh, ha- he should be in Bust Island. Why the hell is he still in the doghouse? Let's talk about Khalil Herbert real quick. You know why? Because why? his matchup this week is screaming that he's going to make it out of the oh, doghouse. Oh, yeah, he's going against, yeah, he's right. going against the Swiss cheese Denver defense right. who just got completely torched by Raheem Moster and Devon Achain. So if, any, if it's going to be any week, it's going to be this week for Khalil Herbert. He still, I know there's this like narrative that like Roshan is coming and maybe he is, but Roshan hasn't been particularly impressive, you know, since his seven catch performance in week one, when pretty much that was all in garbage time. Clear, Khalil Herbert still is playing over 50% of the snaps. And again, this is basically just a matchup thing for me. His, He's predicted right now 7.7 points. I think he could get to the 10-point mark against this Denver defense. I'm not saying go rush to start him or anything like that, but he could be a sneaky play just based on matchup this week. And I think he is going to make it out of the doghouse this week by those standards. Paul, based on Khalil Herbert's matchup, are you starting him? I will if Aaron Jones does not play Thursday. Uh oh! Do you own? Oh, Khalil yeah, Herbert? were you talking? I thought you were talking about me personally. I didn't even know you had Khalil Herbert. I was no, just yeah, I have for I our have, viewers. For our viewers, yeah. sorry, I have Khalil Herbert on my bench, so I oh, apologize okay. about that. Am I starting Khalil Herbert? I'm going to relate it to a very like very similar situation I'm in. In a pinch, if I absolutely have to, I will. If I'm, you hopefully have better options at running back than Khalil Herbert at this moment. But if you don't, if you're dealing, say you got maybe a Nick Chubb, Saquon Barkley back to back, and you are really scrounging for running backs, I would start Khalil Herbert. But if your running back room is relatively the same, or maybe you have just one injury, I think there are plenty of other options that you probably have on your bench that would be better than a Khalil Herbert matchup friendly game. All right, you heard it here first. Start Khalil Herbert if you have to. (laughs) (laughs) If you absolutely have to. Very safe answer. All right, let's uh, welcome in a couple more players here. Of course, we are welcoming in Dalvin Cook and Garrett Wilson. We'll talk about them briefly. You guys want to get them over with right now? Sure. I mean, I'll talk about Garrett Wilson real quick. So obviously he's entering in because um, he's touchdown dependent and it shows that when he doesn't score a touchdown, he scores below 10 points, even though he gets nine targets. Uh, He's got a horrible quarterback throwing in the ball. He goes against KC. Their defense is not what we used to think about them. No. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and say Garrett Wilson does not get out of the doghouse. Sorry, Garrett Wilson. Maybe next week against Denver in week five. Maybe um, when Trevor Simeon is starting. <laughs> yeah, maybe when they trade for Kirk Cousins or something like that. There's like actually no way that happens, right? There's no way they bring in Kirk Cousins. No, I don't think no. they can because Aaron Rodgers no is on a two-year deal. So like you're not going to sign Kirk to a one-year there's deal. Literally, there's literally 0% chance. Uh, Aaron, Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers said he's coming back. They're not throwing that all out the window. And they're going to have their first, you know, from that. I just don't. If anything, it's going to be like, you know, I feel like this. They might just Ryan Tannehill. 
No, I don't think they're going to make a move. I think they're might, maybe they'll sign another free agent quarterback after Simeon. But honestly, I think they're just going to use the Rodgers thing as an excuse to be like, okay, we'll come back strong next year with our first round pick. And, you know, hopefully Rodgers is healthy. Okay. All right. Then let's, uh, let's briefly go over uh, Dalvin Cook here, who got a free ride to the doghouse in yesterday's episode. Yeah. I mean, go check out that episode from yesterday if you guys haven't already. It was a really, really good one. But Dalvin Cook got our free pass, and <clears throat> it's just not pretty. I mean, he's averaging less than two and a half yards per carry for someone who thought would be a veteran presence in this, you know, Jets offense. It just, he sucks. Like, <laughs> Dalvin Cook just looks <laughs> like he sucks this year. And if you drafted him at, at best as like a high-valued handcuff for Brees Hall, you suck because he is not <laughs> doing well. It is awful. Please, you feel free to drop Dalvin Cook. <laughs> All right, let's get back into order, Bob. Who is uh, the player that you're welcoming into the doghouse this week? So make room, still- make room, boys. We're we're getting crowded here. Well, it looks like another Jet is going to be bunking with oh, Dalvin Cook and Garrett no. Wilson, and but this guy I'm more optimistic about, and that's Brees Hall. He has to join the doghouse by our standards after these last two weeks. Kind of had an excuse after the week two game against Dallas. He only had four touches and resulted in 0.9 points. But last week, you know, he had 12 carries, two targets, only resulted in 3.7 points in PPR leagues. And even though he's coming off the injury, even though he wasn't drafted extremely high, it's just you just expect a little bit more from Brees Hall and. I think this is more of a product of the Jets just not knowing how to utilize him or not, you know, be willing to utilize him properly with Zach Wilson under center. But we know Brees Hall is capable of being explosive and productive with a mediocre quarterback under center. So I do think this week he will be able to get out of the doghouse, assuming that the Jets just are like, okay. Let's use you a little bit in the passing game. We know you're much better than Dalvin Cook. Let's just take off all the shackles and everything. You're healthy. We need you. Let's go. Let's play. Yeah. It's going to help out Zach Wilson, too. Like, stop telling him to throw the ball and just give it to Brees. <laughs> like, I know. I know. It sounds pe- so simple. People will say, you know, stack the box and everything. But, again, you know, you could use him in more ways than just running him right up the middle and they're going to need him against Kansas city. He's projected 9.5 points. You know, uh, maybe I'm just a blind optimistic jets fan, but I feel like that he should easily be able to get that. Yeah. I agree with both of those statements. I do think you're blind and optimistic. (laughs) And I also think that breeze hall can, uh, find his way onto the probationary portal. I also think this running back could do it too. Similar situation to, to Brees, both having uh, career ending injuries last year, uh, Javante Williams. So he's coming into the doghouse. He was actually on neighborhood watch last week. Um, and he put up 8.5 points being blown out against the dolphins. But yeah, I mean, he could have been utilized in the passing game more. Um, three targets, two catches, not doing much with it, uh, 23 yards in the passing game. He does go against the Bears uh, in week four. So, uh, again, if he's going to get out onto the probationary portal, it's this week against the Bears. He has projected the most points that he's been projected uh, all year. 
uh, which is 12. So if he can put up, dude, if he's, if he puts up 10 points, like I, I think I would, I would maybe think to, to put him up on the stand into probationary Porter there. But, um, Javante Williams, if he has been your flex, I would say you probably got to keep him there against the bears. Yeah. Paul? Yeah. Well, guys, this is a, uh, this is a sad day for me personally. I never thought that the, well, I knew this day would come eventually. I didn't think it would come this year when I just talked about Dalvin cook and how he's in the doghouse and he was, you know, a fantasy perennial superstar. And I'm going to bring up another fantasy perennial superstar and that's Deandre Hopkins. He finds his way into the doghouse. And this pains me to say, because he's got all the talent in the world, but my God, do the Tennessee Titans suck. D hop <laughs> was held to just three catches for, he hasn't eclipsed 50 yards in the past two weeks. And his career at the Titans is off to a rocky start. He's 31 years old. God, the Titans just look horrible. He does get the struggling Cincinnati and then Indy, which is okay. The Ravens secondary is injured, so maybe. But I just don't see DeAndre Hopkins coming out of the doghouse unless maybe there's a midseason trade to, I don't know, the Kansas City Chiefs, which is probably where he should have gone with to from the get-go. But yeah, sad day. Dalvin Cook and DeAndre Hopkins, both borderline fantasy irrelevant. Very Ooh. sad. Very sad. Two yeah, guys we'll have to have a fantasy funeral soon. Yeah. Two guys that, you know, were high perennial first round draft picks for years in a row. And staples on your fantasy team. Yeah. Absolute staples. Yeah. And now they're not even a paperclip. I remember <laughs> I remember, I remember draft like when running backs were still being drafted so high. And there wasn't the wave of like wide receivers and everything. I remember being able to get DeAndre Hopkins at like pick number eight. And I still I'm like, ooh, I don't know if that's good because everyone's just like focused on running backs. But then you're like you're getting a wide a perennial wide receiver one with Deshaun Watson at the time. That was just ridiculously explosive. And it's unfortunate now. But let's move on to the final guy that I have that's entering the doghouse. And that's Calvin Ridley. You know, we gave him a break after with the week two performance where he only had five points. Obviously, he had that, you know, really good week one performance with 26 points. But one of the biggest reasons he finds himself in the doghouse this week, aside from the fact that he obviously didn't even hit double digit points, is the drops. He dropped like four passes this week. One of them that could could have went for a touchdown. So oh. if he catches that one. You know, he probably has close to 15 points at least. And then you're not talking about being in the doghouse, but he did not pass the eye test at all this week. Single digits, two weeks in a row. Not going to cut it for a guy that was going in the mid to late third or in some leagues, you know, early third, actually. So I will say, though, I would say I think he's going to stay in the doghouse, but He's got that revenge game next week against Atlanta at home. Uh, Actually in London. Oh, does that change your opinion? No. (laughs) 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 He hates London. Revenge game against London. Yeah, (laughs) right. Yeah, they took our our independence. Maybe it does change it a little bit, but I'm going to stick to my guns. Those London games do get weird, but he's still playing his former team. You got to think Doug Peterson and T-Law are going to be dialing stuff 
some stuff up for him in that game and projected 13 points right now. Again, he could have had that this week if he just didn't drop that touchdown pass. So it really shouldn't take that much for him to get out of the doghouse. And I do think he will. Yeah, I feel like after a big loss to like the Texans like that, you got to switch things up. And I'm sure Doug Peterson is like, dude, you got to look for Ridley and Christian Kirk. Like it can't just be Christian Kirk every time. Yeah. And Ridley just has to catch the ball. The targets are there. The targets are there. That's the good thing. You know, it's not like T-Law just stopped throwing him the ball or anything. So targets are there. I think he'll get out next week. Yeah. So keep starting Ridley if you have him. I know it's not fun, but you got to do it. It's part of the game. Yeah. Um, David and Joku, welcome in. We had high hopes for you because Deshaun Watson was your quarterback. Now, uh, we felt like it was just going to be Amari Cooper and you, um, now that Nick Chubb is out high hopes, even more, it's like, cool. They're going to throw the ball. And, uh, Joku is not getting any volume. He has not surpassed four targets yet. However, in the last two weeks where he's gotten four targets, he does have four catches. Um, but, He's a touchdown-dependent tight end, like most tight ends. Um, so it's going to be very hard for tight ends that enter the doghouse to get out. Dallas Goddard, definitely more promise uh, out of all the tight ends in the doghouse currently to get out. Um, but David Njoku, Kyle Pitts, you're probably going to be staying in, especially for the fact that David Njoku has to go against the Ravens next week. Uh, Ravens should absolutely demolish the Browns. You're welcome, Paul. I don't know. Uh, I don't. I wouldn't. It's a division really, game. guys. Really, division games get weird. But the, the Browns blew out the Bengals in week in week one. Well, you're right. I mean, we're a quarter way through the season almost, and I think the Ravens do have. Uh, well, Paul, you might disagree with this, but I feel like the Ravens' offense is fine if Lamar Jackson is taking off running. Yes and no. Um, yeah, I. I don't know. Todd Munkin is just, it looked very elementary against Indianapolis. Our offense just looked very, very basic again. And I just did not like that, but we looked super good against the Bengals. So I I don't know what happened. Maybe it's just a weird game, but I'm going to say one thing before we, before we close out. And I just want to hear you guys' opinion on it because I am just convinced that David Njoku and Kyle Pitts are the same person. Like, I don't think that you can persuade me that they are not the same person. Every year with David Njoku, we're like, raw talent, physical skills. (laughs) He finally got a quarterback, this, that, the other. Yeah, red zone targets. Yeah, and he just sucks. And it's the same with Kyle Pitts. Perennial talent, Hall of Famer, top five pick. Tony Gonzalez. Yeah, Tony Gonzalez 2.0. And it's like, and he just sucks. Like, I think... I think David Njoku and Kyle Pitts literally just like take turns playing for the Cleveland Browns and Atlanta Falcons and they just swap and they just both suck. Yeah. I I think the only difference is like um, there's probably a lot more hope with Kyle Pitts because he's younger. We've seen six years of David Njoku. Like, let's just pass it on, man. Like send them to bust Island. Uh, We've (laughs) seen one thing I will say about David Njoku, he has more touchdowns. He had more touchdowns last season than Kyle Pitts has in his entire career up to this point. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Wait, how many t- did tell me? Four. He only had Oh, four. no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Kyle Pitts, if you're watching this, Kyle Pitts, we hate you. Yeah. I think fantasy community just hates him. Like, yeah. you know, dynasty community, dynasty community loves Kyle Pitts and they hate Arthur Smith and Desmond Ritter. Right. 
Right, right, right. <laughs> Dude, is Kyle Pitts really not? Oh my God, Kyle Pitts only has three career touchdowns. Yeah, yeah it was all his rookie year, right? No, he had one his rookie year. Oh. And he had... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's really bad for Kyle Pitts. All right, what do we got? One more left. Join in the doghouse, Paul, and then we'll uh, we'll. Call no, it that's quit. it. Oh, uh, nothing. Nope. Okay. No, you know what? <laughs> Throw in. Uh, never mind. I'm gonna no, make say really it. Bad... Say it. I'm gonna make a really bad joke. Oh, okay. Then we'll save that for Wait, week. Four. No, it's actually not a bad joke. Okay. Just just cut that part out. That's fine. You're good. We'll keep it. No, I was gonna say who we should put in the doghouse is Arthur Smith. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's not what I wanted to say. I, I cleaned it up. I cleaned it up, John. Yeah, I cleaned it up so quickly on the spot. Just cut all that. Just cut all that because it's not funny and it was not going to be pleasant. So brought to you by Belly Up Sports Media. <laughs> the eye we test. Are the eye test. <laughs> and we'll be back next week. Thanks for everyone watching on YouTube and listening on Apple and Spotify. We cannot wait for week four. Remember, set your lineup Saturday night. Because if you're on the West Coast, football starts at 6 a.m. Bobby well, has made that mistake what? plenty of times, I feel like. 6 a.m. It starts at, oh, oh, for the London games. Yes, you're right. Yeah, you're right. I exactly. did make that mistake last year. Yeah, yeah you did. <laughs> Can and I, I please start Alvin Kamala? Yeah, please? right, right, right. I forgot to wake up. <laughs> yeah, there's always someone. Dude, I didn't know. <laughs> please, I would have started him. Like it's like after like Devon A Chain goes off, like dude, I would have started Devon A Chain if I knew he was playing at nine a.m. Yeah, are you sure about that? Yeah. And don't are forget, you sure about that. <laughs> That's great, dude. All right, well, hey, uh, thanks everyone watching. This is the uh, Fantasy Doghouse. We'll be back next week, uh, letting some people free, putting them on the stand. We're gonna try and mix it up a little bit next week. We'll show you what we have in store. See you later for week four. Over and out. I test. Over and out. Peace.